The materials on this podcast are for informational and entertainment purposes only and are not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional. Welcome to the Love Approach Project podcast. This is your host, Laura Gutierrez. And I want to welcome you to our second season together. During this season, you will get to listen to the interviews from my recent summit, Love in Times of Uncertainty, in which we focused on bringing you empowering resources, wisdom and tips that you can start using in your day-to-day -day life, and especially when you're going through challenging times. It is my intention that the 12 interviews from this second season support you and empower you in living the life that you deserve. Enjoy! Welcome to Love in Times of Uncertainty Virtual Summit. This is your host, Laura Gutierrez. And I want to thank you all for joining us here for this interview. This is a very practical and lots like filled with information interview and I have invited a, a dear friend of mine actually his name is Andrew Callister and we are going to be talking about taking care of our nervous system through movement and posture. So Andrew is a chiropractor and he's the owner of Refigure Chiropractic Health Center. He focuses his work around the optimal, optimal functioning of the nervous system, posture and mindset. So, welcome, Andrew. Hello. How are you, Laura? And hello, everyone at home watching. How are you doing? How are you? Thank you. Firstly, thank you so much for having me here. It's an absolute pleasure being here on the summit. Um, what a great uh, initiative you're running. So, yeah, really happy to, to be here and be a part of it. So, thank you. Oh, thank you, Andrew. And I'm so happy that you said yes, of course, and that you're giving us some of your time for, um, you know, for sharing some practical stuff that we can, that people can mm. <clears throat> learn and also be aware of when they are at home or wherever mm. they are. And, and especially to be, to be very aware of this, this wisdom that you're going to share with us today, to be, you, to be able to use it during challenging times, you know, during times of stress. So some people, that are watching this or listening to this might already know you, but some others might not. So why don't we start our interview with learning a little bit about you and how you got into chiropractic? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, so chiropractic, um, well, firstly, for those that I guess don't really know what chiropractic is, um, you know, you've introduced uh, uh, me as, I guess, your, uh, your, hopefully your expert for your nervous system. So that's primarily what uh, we're working with. And in fact, I have my little friend right here. <laughs> <laughs> so inside, obviously, your spine uh, and inside, well, inside your skull, which is the back here is your brain. Inside the spine is the spinal cord. So, you know, the brain and the spinal cord is your master system. That's the nervous system. So that's what we're talking about. So um, how did I get to fall in love? It's a bit of a, it's really a, uh, a bit of a love story, really, there. And how I got to uh, get into, uh, I guess, the, the profession or the career or really the vocation that I'm in today. Uh, it goes way back. Um, look, I was a personal trainer for uh, over 10 years. Um, before that, I started studying uh, behavioral health science. So that was, a, I, I majored in psychology. So I, I really had a, 
uh, I guess a um, an interest or a, yeah really inter an interest in the psychology of of the human psyche. Uh, then I went into as I said PT and I, I was I realised that there was you know probably more that I could do for my clients rather than just working on that physical uh, component of health. Um, so you know as life sort of comes round and it ebbs and flows and it comes back 180 and 360 and whatnot. Um, I met a chiropractor and uh, I was having some some issues of uh, physical issues of my own. You know, being a personal trainer, I was doing crazy things, lifting a lot of weight. And, uh, you know, I did the run around and I saw physios and, and massage therapists and osteos and all, all you know, great in their own um, in their own sort of world, I guess. Uh, but for me, um, Lyndon, uh, the chiropractor that I met, he was able to really combine the emotional, um, the physical, um, you know, the, 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 even the toxic um, effects of health. Um, I was having some tingles and pins and needles down my arm, which just weren't going for, uh, I would say months to be fair. Um, his knowledge of chiropractic, his, he was for me a wizard at this stage because he really was able to pick up some of the emotional stuff that I hadn't actually dealt with um, from years before. So all of this sort of came up in the first consult. And um, on top of that, he gave me this one adjustment. And in the first adjustment, this, the tingles that were in my hand gone. Um, and then the process from there was really understanding you know, what's kind of driving, uh, you know, the, the symptom. And it's not always just a physical component. There's always yeah. another or can be another uh, aspect, like I mentioned before, uh, like a, a toxic or an emotional um, type of type of trauma. So, you know, he really opened my eyes to, um, to, to the potential of healing um, and how to look at it, not just from one perspective of, of you know, getting the body, the six pack and, you know, or just meditating like a, like a Buddhist monk, there actually has to be a, a balance of, of all things. So, um, yeah, so that, that's what started the love affair of chiropractic and, and the nervous system. Um, and, you know, of course, went back to school and or university and, and studied it's a five year degree for uh, those that don't know and uh, came out as a doctor of chiropractic and, you know, and uh, a bit down the track, here we are. I've created my own clinic and uh, really combined all of the things I've learnt along the way through, you know, mind, body, and even spirit. Working with yourself and meeting meeting you, it's uh, you know, it's been a blessing to really be able to understand uh, the the components of health um, energetically as well. So yeah, so it's uh, that's where that's where I'm at. That's that's how I got here and. Uh, it's been quite a ride and I'm looking forward to uh, to what the future brings as well. Yes, exciting. Well, mm. thank you, Andrew. Thank you for sharing your, your story, your love story with <laughs> Kyra. <Kyrie. Yeah. laughs> and well, I know that you're very passionate about what you do and so that's why you're here, basically. That's why mm. you're in this summit right now. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to get the message out of, yes. for, for chiropractic as well. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. It's such a, such a beautiful treatment. I particularly love it. Yeah. Especially oh, the, one that you, the one that you do. Yeah. Not and so probably. let's talk a little bit now about the nervous system. You know, and mm. because basically the idea of this summit is to provide people with tools, information, tips that they can use, especially during challenging times, you know, to be prepared mm. for those times of uncertainty. So mm. it would be nice for us to understand, I guess, what is the relationship between our nervous system and stress? Stress that can mm -hmm. be caused by 
uncertainty, changes, challenges, etc. Yes, yes. Um, stress is, I guess, is, is key into this point of, of how our nervous system uh, can adapt, how we really can handle. It's all about how, how we can handle these elements of stress. Now, we have to break down what is stress first, okay? So stress, um, I think I mentioned it before, stress can be sort of broken down into three different categories. Um, I'm going to start with the first one because that's mainly the most... Uh, I guess the one that we're all dealing with, um, and that's the emotional stress, the mental stress. Okay, so that's that's COVID nineteen. That's you know uh, job disruption. That's financial pressures. Um, that's being at home with your partners now for a little bit longer than uh, than you'd ever really experienced. So you know, like relationship stresses and and all of that sort of stuff. So um, I, I would say that the emotional stresses are, are the number one thing that sort of influences um, our nervous system. Or something that we really have to be most careful of, okay? Because it's we're almost conditioned to stress, and I say this because you know uh, we don't we just have to turn on the TV um, and and find out or be bombarded with um, you know the the information that's being delivered, and that sets up a stress response. Can set up a stress response, and you'll you'll feel it. You know you'll be watching it, and your you know your body will tense up, your shoulders will start creeping up, your your breath will be a lot more shallower. Um, these are these are things that we need to be aware of. Um, it's as simple as that. So uh, in terms of the the emotional stresses, as I said, they vary, and they're the most important ones that I think I believe that we really need to be aware of and have strategies around that to um, you know to negate or rather. Uh, to to uh, adapt to to these stresses okay and that's that's critical it's about because uh, we're never going to completely get rid of stress and in fact stress is good for us in 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 the right amount uh, or in the right doses um, but we really have to be able to adapt to you know a, a level of stress that is healthy for us um, so the next stress would be the physical stress um, so we call that the, like the traumas, right? The, the physical trauma. So, you know, a car accident, um, you know, if we fall or, or something like that. But in this state right now in, amidst the COVID uh, and when we're at home, it's really the micro traumas. It's, the, it's us sitting and, you know, I'm sure there's maybe some, uh, some listeners at home who are finding themselves kind of hunched over at their dining room table because, uh, you know, and this is something that I'm seeing in clinic um, right now, it's it's becoming more and more uh, of, a, of an issue where people are in these poor postures. Um, as I said, they're not at their workstations; they're not used to it, and they're uh, experiencing neck, um, you know, neck, shoulder pain, even lower back pain. And as I said, right now, I'm seeing such an increase in all of that. So um, that's some of the tips around today. I'll actually uh, uh, provide some information to sort of get people away from these micro traumas and this element of physical stress. Um, so yeah, macro traumas, micro traumas from the physical body. That's another stress. The last one uh, is the is the toxins. So it's the foods we eat, uh, the drink we drink, potentially the the drugs we take as well. So um, you know we we kind of came out of a, kind of a toxic overload. If we remember the fires uh, at the start of this year, you know I remember just opening up a door and taking in all of that smoke. So even that can have an effect on our nervous system. Um, so yeah, the emotional uh, or the thoughts, uh, number one, the traumas, so the physical, number two, and number three, the toxins, so the chemical effects of stress, all have an impact on our nervous system. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so how can we now start 
taking care of our nervous system, taking into account everything that you just said, you know, like those different kinds of types of stress, let's say, or components of stress. How can we yeah. start loving our nervous system more and preventing, you know, or managing mm. stress um, in a different way? I, I think what's really, what's, what I think I would really like to uh, get the message out there that, for example, pain is, is not something that we can't disregard. It is simply a message from the body to the brain to make a change. So it's not a matter of taking some painkillers or some anti-inflammatories to dull that sense. It's, you know, it's, it's a message to say, hey, we need to do something, okay? So if we're thinking about the mental, if we're thinking about the physical, um, if we're gonna get messages if there is an overload or an imbalance in these areas. So for example, if you're sitting down at your desk working away and you're feeling a bit of uh, tension in the back of the neck, that is a message from your body to get up and move. I don't, I don't care, I tell my patients, I don't care how busy you are, you know, as soon as you get that message, make sure you move, get up and maybe go for a walk, you know, just cut it, you know, you have to listen to these because these messages, because there is a, there is a buildup of stress uh, and, and we're eventually going to hit a point of, I won't say no return, but a critical point, a crisis point where we're going to have um, uh, some sort of breakdown or some sort of, um, you know, when you don't listen to those uh, little uh, key little points of information or those little flags that your body's been giving you will build up build this up and build this up until you hit a critical point so we don't want to reach that critical point it's the same thing for the stresses you know you'll know you'll know when you're when you're stressed out you'll know when your thoughts are maybe running away from you and you're going into more i guess a, let's just generalize this a negative headspace um, when you're thinking around things of maybe fear or anger or, or, or guilt or, or something like that so being aware of, of when uh, or where your mind is going is super important. And that also has a practice of, um, you know, meditation, um, being able to always check in with your feelings and being conscious in your conscious hours, because, you know, a lot of people do go unconscious during their waking hours. And so we have to be aware of our thoughts. Um, we have to be aware of, of um, you know, our energy and where that's shifting and where that's going. So that, that is, that is, key and crucial uh, to really supporting and loving your nervous system. Um, the same thing with movement and exercise um, is we, we must, the body, the body requires movement. It's as simple as that. It doesn't mean that we have to do, um, you know, a marathon and we don't have to be high level athletes to get the most out of our body. The way the nervous system works, um, really, it, 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 it loves, it loves movement. It loves breath, which we do naturally. Um, you know, I think um, a good way to uh, maybe explain how the nervous system works is that, you know, we have two pathways. Um, think of the brain up here. Um, think of, uh, I guess, a, a tissue cell down here. So we have this almost a reflex. So the one pathway is motor, um, and then there's another path, uh, pathway called a sensory pathway, okay? There's a constant communication between the brain and the body or this tissue cell. So we... For example, let's talk about the heart pumping down here. You know, there's a pericardium. You've got rich receptors around that pericardium. And if it senses changes in pressure uh, or, uh, or chemicals, it, it sends a, a, a message to the brain. The brain computes that message and sends down another message to the motor, uh, down the motor pathway to beat the heart faster, right? To change that pressure or to move out those chemicals. So the in interesting thing is that the, um, the sensory pathway 
there is one, say, one sort of uh, action to 30 reactions down that motor pathway, okay? So that means that movement, movement is crucial to having a healthy nervous system, right? So, um, you know, the cerebellum, which is like the little, the little brain in your, you know, you've got your brain and then you've got that little brain. So that, that guy activates all of your, um, it coordinates your movements, okay? So that, if we, that, that little guy needs to light up. And, you know, the, the advice simply is to move as often as you can. And then it's simple as that. It's seriously as simple as that. Um, but if you really want to start driving some more neural changes and light up different areas of the brain, doing new activities, which, you know, like, for example, I mean, you don't have to play a sport, but doing things that you're not familiar with and learning new motor patterns, that really will drive and stimulate different areas of the brain. And, um, I mean, if we say an elixir of youth or, a, you know, accessing the the fountain of youth or whatever, well, we're trying to light up as much of the brain as possible. And we know now that movement and motor patterns really do get the brain firing. Um, so that's a very interesting, um, I think, takeaway, um, just in terms of the movement side, because, you know, um, I, I just covered the, the emotional side, the mental side. Now that has a whole nother light up of different areas of the brain, right? Yeah. So this is why, as I said, I'll bring it back to chiropractic. We really look at making sure that these um, elements, these three stresses are in balance and that we have, um, we have strategies around really moving or making sure that our psychology or our mental state is in harmonization with really our essence um, and really our, you know, our, our core beliefs. Because uh, the, the minute you start straying with that, hey, guess who's going to be a stressed human being, right? Um, so we need to make sure that we have strategies uh, really to, to support the nervous system, which keeps us in line with our, with our purpose. Yes, of course. Um, when you were talking about movement, it also made me uh, think of, so basically the more we move or, or the less we move, let's say, then stress kind of like or, or we keep repeating the same patterns right but if mm. we are stressed out and sitting perhaps hunching yeah. and just kind of like in the same mindset same emotion mm. there's no movement there right no. like there's no, no. fluidity no, it, of 100 percent. you know the easy way is like uh you know if there's stagnant water right if we just compare it to water um stagnant water water that doesn't move you know it 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 creates bacteria and yeah. you know it's uh it's 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 dirty it's you know there's no filtration there's no life really okay in terms of the stuff that we want whereas flowing water okay replenishes it moves it it cleans it filters you know we have clean um fresh life fresh water right so um we have to think about you know our body as you know as 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 water in that way we need to keep things moving so it can rehydrate and replenish um, and that's not just joints that's not just discs or cartilage it's even um, you know your, your CSF your cerebrospinal fluid uh, we need to keep movement to keep all of this pumping through the body so we can wow. be at an optimal state of health yes that is so interesting Andrew because I don't think uh, many people and I include myself in in that you know that we're not that aware of how movement impacts us yeah. And, and how even just perhaps going for a walk can change our stress response and can change the health of our whole nervous system and therefore the, the, the health of our whole body. 
Absolutely, absolutely. It is fundamental and it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's simple. We don't have to do these crazy exercises. Like we just have to move. Yes, yes, that is uh, fascinating. Fascinating. So, okay, now let's move then into because we talk a lot, we talked a little bit about movement. Why don't we talk a little bit about posture? Because as you were saying, you know, you you are sitting in your sitting in your clinic, and I have noticed, for example, with me, that I'm a lot more in my devices, my mobile, my computer, and that already creates some habits, right, of posture that are not not supporting me and I'm sure many people are going through that at the moment too. Uh, absolutely you know the um, and you just have to you know everyone at home just has to have a look outside and you know you can see people on their phones and you know you can see that sort of forward head carriage um, where the head goes forward of the shoulders and the shoulders round. I mean a simple um, of how posture can affect our nervous system because really it is a, like a window into this into the nervous system your posture right it's really a, a um, I guess uh, uh, it really shows us or really highlights at what sort of level or what state of health we are. Because, you know, there's a lot of research out there that suggests that uh, posture uh, can really affect a uh, number of things, breath, energy, all of that sort of thing. Because I want to just explain, um, you know, get people at home to maybe just roll their shoulders in that really bad posture and then try and take their arm. If you try and take your arms overhead, you actually can't. <laughs> Okay, so if we sit up straight, you're going to be able to take the arms easily. So just in terms of the physical um, effects of what posture does to our physiology, you could imagine what it's doing to what's going on inside. So if we can't actually lift our arms overhead, could we, could we breathe fully? Could we oxygenate our system as well as we could? Um, therefore, if we're not oxygenating, are we, are we getting the amount of energy that we need to sustain a, you know, a fulfilling life? Um, there are just so many health benefits um, that, and again, the research, the literature is out there that with, with decent posture, you know, your longevity and your, the, the health benefits are through the roof. Uh, so that's something that, you know, I work in here every day um, around trying to sustain good posture again, because it is that window into the nervous system. It really does make a huge difference. I find that a lot of people are telling me that, uh, you know, since starting their treatment, they're not going for that 3 p.m. coffee or chocolate or whatever because, you know, as you're at your desk, you slowly start to slump throughout the day. So if we can maintain good posture, we're maintaining oxygenation. So we're able to uh, get through the day, you know, a lot easier. Um, so that's something in, just around the, the postural component, if, if, which is so important. Um, you also got to understand that posture is, is subconscious, right? There's a, there's a tract called the corticospinal tract, which um, it's the axial components of this motor pathway that we were talking about before. That actually subconsciously controls our upright posture, okay? So we, we don't need to think about sitting up like this, right? It should be like a subconscious um, pathway so uh, when we're when we're able to um, change the way that we our breath pattern our postures we're able to really help drive that pathway and help drive the neurology to set 
yourself into these better postures, which is everything is, you can reverse these things, believe it or not, it's absolutely um, possible. Um, I get a lot of questions around postural devices and all the rest of it. Yeah, um, yeah look, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, there's a lot of things out on the market, but are, uh, you know, a gimmicky. So you really have to be um, aware and speak to your chiropractor or speak to a professional that, that knows your body um, and knows what might work for you. But I can tell people at home, don't go out and, and just after this, buy anything that you see on the Instagram ads because they might not be um, right for you, like the supports yes. or braces, you know, yeah. they're, they're most likely not for you so um yeah that's uh, that's something I, I would like people to to understand don't 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 get uh, carried away into the gimmicky products out there on, on posture okay. yeah i think you just touched also on something important is that we must take responsibility for mm. those things you know and just like make the efforts <laughs> of yeah. our posture of you know like in my case you know i have to be very aware of having my shoulders back and none of this yes. and it's hard work it can be hard work it's oh it's not easy you know it's not easy and um you know when if you haven't been adjusted um it's much more difficult to get that alignment right and to because yeah. it's it's it ends up as i say all the time it's a brain game it's not a pain game right it's about the brain adapting to these new postures it's about the brain adapting to the stress in your life right so it's never a pain game it is always it's always up here Mm. Mm. so interesting thank you andrew mm. and so well now mm. let's move into a little bit of the practical thing um would it be okay yes. you show us like a few things for posture for movement that yeah. people can start doing at home yeah absolutely look um you know whilst we're talking about posture um and i was talking about these watch out for gimmicky things now this is something that i use all the time but i know you guys at home aren't going to have a seat wedge but what we're trying to do is, is change your, uh, the, the mechanics of your pelvis to allow the spine to sit upright with ease, okay? And to allow those pathways, those neurological pathways to form. So over time, this becomes subconscious, right? Yeah. So um, what I'm gonna suggest is anyone who's at home um, at, on a computer right now um, the trick is on a chair like people ask me what chair should I get this and that now it's as simple as having a chair that you should have a firm base okay it should be nice and firm those meshy ones and those soft ones aren't ideal uh, people ask me about lumbar supports I would say don't even worry about the lumbar supports okay that again is a gimmick think about having a brace on you know you're not actually driving the neurology you're actually having an impetus in your back and then as soon as you take that away right yeah so you're not using the muscles you're not creating that as i said that neurology uh, to actually hold that posture so what we want to do here is a simple if you can see i've just got a simple towel here maybe use a beach towel at home it might be a little better so we go in half and then we're going to fold that in half again okay and then from there we just want to make thirds so kind of like okay kind of like that okay so we've kind of got that happening there like we've gone half and half again and then we created the towel into it into Perfect. thirds here so you know something like that so um as i said with the chairs uh, the most critical thing to remember is is hips higher than knees okay hips higher than knees now that's what this is creating it's creating a little bit of uh, of that hip higher than knee angle so okay. it actually kind of 
pushes the pelvis yeah. forward into the anterior, posti- uh, anterior pelvic tilt. So if everyone does that at home, what we use here is called a slump test. So I'll do this without the towel, okay? And the slump test is this, breathing in, breathing out, relax your shoulders, let your body go. And what you'll feel is the shoulders kind of roll forward. You've got a bit of a slump through your chest. Now, when we get the towel under there and we change the mechanics um, in the pelvis, we're going to notice that your slump test is going to be more stable. So we're going to breathe in. We're going to breathe out. And immediately I feel more stable. And the body is always trying to find a point of stability. Okay, Whether or not it compensates and turns muscles on here or stretches ligaments over here to get that moment of, or that point of stability, that's what it's always driving towards. So we need to make sure that we feel stable uh, in our postures. Um, that's sleeping as well. So, um, so for the seat, that's a really simple thing to, to do. Um, of course, when you're set up at your desk, um, the monitor needs to be just at about, I would say, eye level or just below. So the tops, the top of the screen. So you're not looking up like that and okay. you're not looking down like that. Okay. Yeah. So it keeps that nice, natural, neutral curve in the spine. Um, of course, pull your keyboard back. Um, so your elbows are in at your ribs and comfortably at your ribs. So you're not leaning forward like that. If you have a laptop, uh, you need to put that on some books and you need to get yourself a, uh, a separate mouse and keyboard so you can set your elbows in, okay? And again, I'm seeing so many people coming in to clinic with sore necks because of this uh, setup at the moment at home, either at the dining room table or wherever. So um, really simple to, to, to do that. And like I mentioned before, if you have a pain or if your body is giving you a message, don't you know, don't ignore it. It will only build up. So get up and move, have a quick walk, maybe just fill your glass up halfway. So if you can fill up your water every more, uh, more often than than not, so you're moving more often. Uh, People say, how often should I move? Well, look, within an hour, you should be moving at least twice um, within that hour, even if it's just getting up and and going to the bathroom or whatever it might be. as I said before, people are finding, um, well, people are getting very tight necks. So I can take you through a couple of stretches that you can do at your desk as well. Um, so if we want to work into the upper traps and the levator scapula, which is these muscles through here, if you feel you're getting tightness through there, um, it's as simple as just grabbing onto kind of the back of, back of the chair, if you can see like down here, sitting in that nice upright posture. And then you'll get your hands on the same side of where your head is and you're slowly going to just tilt just tilt your head away from the the shoulder that you're grabbing on now the point is to try and get this shoulder down to try and you're holding onto the chair to kind of drop that shoulder because we want to lengthen all the muscles in here and then you very gently you don't need a lot of pressure like two finger pressure really is all you need and you can just sort of do this no movement and you'll just feel the fibers really all the way up through the top of the neck yeah. stretching out, yeah. okay? You'll go across to the other side and of course do it on the other side as well, um, grabbing behind the chair and just doing, really pulling away. You can hold that stretch or as I said, you can start to just do that sort of no movement there through the head, really feeling the fibers right up the top of the neck working there too. Um, so that's something you would, you'd want to do maybe three sets of. Um, okay. You know, you'd do that maybe 
10 to 15 no's um, if you want. <laughs> the other one is, now that's a stretch, we want to strengthen as well, right? So um, what we find is when the head goes forward, yeah. these, these muscles really tighten up at the back. So that's what we're trying to, to, but these get really weak. They're called the deep neck flexor muscles. So this is going to look great. So do apologize. I do apologize for all these chins that you're going to see here. But what, what we want to try and do, it's like a double chin exercise, right? So the muscles are under the chin in this bit here. So that's what we want to feel working. So if you just start, kind of put yourself in that nice upright posture again, you're on your, you're on your towel. So, you know, you should be upright. You just pop the chin on just very gently, sorry, the, the finger, the index finger on the bottom of the chin. Now from there, we want to kind of pull our chin back away from the finger, from the index finger. So you're creating some space there. Now you're gonna hold that there, okay, for about 15 to 20 seconds. If you don't feel it under here, just reset it and maybe start tucking your chin in a bit more and, and taking your chin backwards and then go from there. You really gotta pull it. You really gotta get back. And as I said, the double chins are real. <laughs> so, so you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> But you want to make sure that you feel these stretching and this working here. As I said, you hold that for 15 to 30 seconds and that really stabilizes the neck too. But nothing beats getting up, going for a walk, having a stretch. Um, you know, the thoracics get really, 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 really um, uh, tight. So for those of you that do yoga, you know, the cat-cow positions where you go oh, yeah. into that kind of position is really nice to get some movement there. Um, you can do some wall angels against the wall, kind of with your arms like that, going into those sorts of movements just to get some some movement through the body. But as I said, go for walks and go often. Um, that's really the, the take home message. Yes, oh, fantastic, Andrew. That's so useful because it's simple, it's practical, and we can all do it at home. I yeah. particularly love your tip for the for the chair like for yes. your workstation at home it's so mm. handy can we use that same um let's say seating uh, help for any mm. other chair like for sitting on the dining table sitting ah, yes that. dining room table absolutely so i've got these everywhere through my house uh -huh. um, but you can use that with your towels of course um on a on the couch there is no good way to sleep or to sit on a couch, okay? Like I see that one behind you. <laughs> and you have to be flat on that. You can't, because as, as we watch TV, you know, a lot of people like putting their feet up, right? And then they're gonna throw their head forward. No, this is not the not the right way to sit. And guess what? You're you're gonna get those messages, i.e., from the body to the brain, i.e., pain or stiffness yeah. to move. Yeah. When you're when you adopt a sleeping position, which is on your back, okay, yeah. um, that's much better for when you're watching, you know, your sixth hour of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and you talked about sleeping. So sleeping, what's the best way to sleep? <laughs> On, especially uh, like to maintain health of the nervous system. Yes, um, it's on your back. Um, on your back. Plain well, and fine. simple. Wow. Yeah, and if you've got a soft bed, no, 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 no good, no good. So, because that's going to really support those terrible postures. A soft bed, of a firm bed is going to to stabilize the spine. And of course, if you like sleeping with two pillows on your back, do you want to be walking around like that? Probably not, because that's the sort of posture it's supporting. Yeah. So uh, I sleep on my back with probably a pillow about maybe that high, like a tiny little memory foam piece. Um, I can show you another towel roll if, 
if you've got time of if people want to try and start sleeping on their back should i show you that really yes, quickly yes. Thank yeah, you. okay. Yeah. Where is it? I'm sitting on it. <laughs> so, so again, you'd, you'd, you'd want to use a, um, a, a beach towel because it's a little softer, a little plush. Now, okay. hey, this is really uncomfortable to get going. Same with the seat wedge. You have to, you have to give it a bit of maybe two weeks. Mm. Don't give up on it straight away because yeah. your body is not going to be used to it and it's going to be like, oh, this is weird. I hate it. Yes. It's not comfortable. Um, but you have to work through it. Okay. So with same with this sleeping position and with the towel. So again, half and half again. Can I maybe somehow do... Yes, please. Oh, no. yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I can do this. If I can push this back here. Can you see that if yep. I put that on yep. the floor like that? Okay, yes. great. So um, we've done that half and half again. Now yeah. remember, it's that third rule that I love. So we're <laughs> going to do that again, but we're just going to take out that two-third component there, okay? And we're just going to roll that in, okay? okay. So we've created almost like a, a, a roll there for the neck, okay? okay. So that goes, that goes in, the, in the curve of the neck yeah. and your skull sits on top of that there. Okay. So, if I show you, yeah, yeah, right, it'd be I'd sleep like like that on it, okay. Right. And you know, of course, your your head can go side to side. But for those of you at home, if you want to try this, always come back to the breath and that slump test. So you'll find that you're able to breathe more fully into the top of the of the ribs, right? So what I find with a lot of my um, uh, patients, they they just look. Uh, Andrew, the sleep wasn't great, to be honest, but I actually woke up feeling more refreshed than ever. And it's because you're oxygenating your system as you sleep, okay? So even though you might wake up once or twice, and don't worry if this is on the floor and you go and grab your old pillow, um, you know, it's at least you're getting more oxygenation through the night. So, you know, that's a really handy tip that you can try. Yeah. Um, and something that I suggest to, yeah, all my, all my patients coming through. Oh, that's fascinating. I wonder is like for someone, let's say like me, who is used to sleeping on the side, you know, how yeah. do you get used to sleeping on your back? <laughs> yeah, look, as I said, it's not, it's not easy. Um, it's something that uh, you have to, you know, you have to just kind of, workout it takes maybe two or three weeks to get used to it um and of course if you do sleep on your side make sure you have a pillow between the legs too so you don't twist and roll the pelvis if one leg goes over the other and you wake up with a sore lower back in the morning i can guarantee you that's what's causing it yeah that's that's a really good tip thank you andrew mm. amazing lovely well i think you've shared so many fantastic things today simple practical and i'm sure people are going to be able to use them like this, this applies for every single day, not only for when we are stressed or stretched or, you know, mm -hmm. or this is for always. All the time. Yeah. This is something that you should take with you for, for, for the rest of your days. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Well, thank mm. you, Andrew. Thank you so much for, for bringing all of that today. And so before we finish, where can people find you? And I also know that you have something special for the people who live here in Sydney. Yes, so for those of you that are in Sydney that uh, found this talk interesting um, and maybe want to find a little bit more about chiropractic, um, I, I'm offering an initial consult, which is completely complimentary. Um, so that's uh, an hour and we can run through, you know, your whole history, uh, potentially get an adjustment as well. So that's my, that's my offer to uh, those the people that are listening. The code is love in times of uncertainty. So please make sure you mention that as well. Um, 
the other thing is for those that aren't in Sydney, uh, I'm on Instagram. So the handle is Dr. Cal underscore. So follow me there for more tips. Same as uh, on, on Facebook, it's Refigure Chiropractic. Or if you'd just like to get in touch with me via email, uh, Andrew at Refigure Cairo. That's R-E-F-I-G-U-R-E-C-H-I-R-O.com. Okay. I'm more than happy to, to take your emails, to have a chat um, and, you know, support you in, in any other questions that you might have. Yes, fantastic. Thank you so much mm. Thanks for being so generous. My goodness, that's pleasure. awesome. No, pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> Lovely. Well, thanks again, Andrew. And I want to thank also all the people who have joined us um, during this interview. Thank you for watching, for listening. We really hope that this is of value to you and that it supports you. So until next time, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. See ya. Bye. <laughs>Thank you for joining us for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed and learned immensely from today's speaker. If you would like, you can also download the speaker's giveaway from the description of this episode. You just need to click on the link provided there. Also, if you're enjoying the content of this podcast, I would love to invite you to leave us a review on any of the platforms that you are listening from. You can also reach me at laura, L-A-U-R-A, at theloveapproachproject.com and send me an email with any of your comments. I will love to hear from you. And so this is it. I will catch you next week. Thanks for joining us here once again. Bye-bye.